Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. This is the WCHL podcast, and I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry. And luckily for everybody else, Andrew Majorkirth isn't on this edition of the uh, WCHL podcast. Instead, we have a very special guest. He does podcasts on his own. He has a podcast empire, if you will, that's based uh, around uh, hockey in the Southwest, college hockey, pro hockey, any kind of hockey. It's under his uh, umbrella of. All of his podcasts that he does. His name is Scott Strandy. He's coming live to us from Denver, America. Scott, say hello to the people. (laughs) Hello, people. Yeah. Happy to be with you, Chris. Thanks for inviting me in. Thanks for having. Thanks for coming back. You know, you're you're always so kind to me. And you and your co-host Stephen Marsh uh, have me on your. your, you've renamed your podcast the ones that uh, goes on Wednesday night that covers ACHA hockey. You now call it the Great West. College hockey, college hockey podcast correct see i got that one but uh, you have a Love podcast it. empire under the ice time hockey southwest moniker why don't you before we get going why don't you uh tell the people all about i-t-h-s-w yeah alphabet soup i love it um we've uh we've made a few changes and still making some but now we uh have four live podcasts on the podbean.com app uh, that come out uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. We try to go on the same schedule, trying to brand ourselves in that spot. We do it live, so we do encourage interactions. And then if you uh, miss it live, you can download them um, anywhere you get your podcast. We're on everywhere. So that's what we do. We changed up our Monday night one from a professional podcast to college hockey as well. So Right now, it's uh, Sunday night, College Hockey Southwest Live, NCAA. Uh, Monday is uh, Analytics and Eyeballs, which is our uh, where we break down the polls. That's an NCAA one as well. Tuesday is our staple, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And Wednesday, as you just mentioned, we change it to the Great West College Hockey Podcast because I don't think ACHE athletes deserve to be called club. Yeah. Well, look at you. Well, I'm, I'm the uh, that, that's pretty impressive. The, what do you call this? You call this the quad pod of the quad pod of college hockey podcast. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, and, and tell me, did you? Uh, I, I noticed. I noticed that you did make a change on your Monday night podcast, um, and you brought on this fellow that talks uh, math and stuff. Is is that uh, you guys <laughs> oh, don't? Be happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you guys? Uh, do you guys? Um, I'm, I'm sure he does much more than that. And, and I'm just, you know, I'm just a dumb commissioner. I don't know anything. So uh, I'm just trying to figure out. You don't try to delve into the ACHA rankings on there, do you? No, not yet. I saved that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so funny. So funny. All right, Scott. Hey. Um so the the podcast empire um and they can where where on the internet can they find? I know they can find them anywhere podcasts are sold, but uh yep. you have a website I know. Listen, yeah, if you want to listen live, you go to I, or to uh, podbean.com and just search ITHSW podcasts all one word. And uh if you want to find any of our other stuff, it's icetimehockeysw.com or our YouTube channel, which is starting to blow up now because we're now going professional stuff in video format starting next month. Um, so you'll be able to catch our uh, AHL and NHL coverage on video at Icetime SW at YouTube. Wow, look at you. You know, my, my co-host that I normally have, uh, he, he's my Andrew Majorkirth to your Stephen Marsh. Um, <laughs> Andrew always tells me, uh, off off air you know he said oh we ought to we ought to do some video we ought to put this out on video we ought to videotape this and i'm like andrew nobody wants to see either you or me talk it's bad enough they have to s- sit and uh, listen to us just jibber jabber nobody wants to actually watch us this way they can do something constructive while they're actually you know boring themselves to death listening to us 
So, uh, anyways, that'll be interesting. I hope that goes well for you, your new video venture. That's what we're doing. I think uh, the NHL and AHL look at themselves as a uh, video brand yeah. way more than uh, audio van brand, I found out. So, I think, uh, you know, like when I go cover an AHL game, for example, I'll visit with a coach for three to five minutes on video, and then we can insert that into our show, and I'll be bringing on uh, a gentleman by the name of Tom Callahan, who used to be the voice of the Nashville Predators and the Tucson Roadrunners, and does his own thing on Sunday night as well under Talking Puck. So uh, Tom will be joining me in April, but we're waiting until we get this college hockey stuff out of the way because that's number one right now. Tom's a good guy. He does all the Arizona broadcasts too for the Ice Cats, or yes, for, I'm sorry, yes, the Wildcats. Um, yes, he does. Yeah, very yeah. good, very good. All right, Scott. Well, hey, um, enough with all the uh, all the self promotion there. Come on, um, yeah, let's love it. <laughs> let's talk about the, the ACHA season in uh, Nationals. I, I know that you follow the the ACHA and especially the Western Collegiate Hockey League fairly closely. Why don't you, uh, Reader's Digest version, what do you think? How did the season uh, appear? How did it go in, in the eyes of Scott Strandy? I know, see, if I asked Stephen this, I know what the answer would be, <laughs> right? Because it would just you be. You know what color those glasses are? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're red and gray, scarlet and gray, right? Uh, um, so it would be all UNLV all the time. So that's why I'm coming to Scott Strandy. What, what in the world do you think, uh, what's your thoughts on how the season went so far? Well, let me break it down into a couple parts. Number one, I'm thrilled that we got through without COVID uh, interrupting things too much. And knock on wood, it doesn't happen at the Nationals because uh, all these guys have worked so hard to uh, to get there. Um, I'm just happy that the season was as full and as complete as possible. I'm sure uh, uh, Rick Zombo at Lindenwood would, would argue with me a little bit. His game, his team didn't play a full season, but um, still undefeated. So I'm happy for that part of it. Uh, I'm thrilled for the WCHL. Uh, I thought your uh, conference was uh, very, very good, top to bottom. I, I predicted one or maybe even two more teams, but we all know how that goes, right? You got to play the right competition and you got to win games. Yep. Win uh, so that's what I saw on that end of it. And the third part of it is, is uh, when I look at the ACHA, it's uh, a lot of the, uh, the uh, normal suspects, I guess you'd say, in the tournament. But uh, also, um, I'm thrilled and I had a chance to watch a little uh, M2 action uh, last week right here in Westminster. And um, uh, Oregon is uh, going to be a nice addition. And I think UCLA is not too far down the road. Yeah, we'll see how UCLA does. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm, we'll, we'll see if they can sustain it, right? That's the big thing with uh, men's two versus men's one is uh, – longevity and are you a one-year flash in the pan or do you have the organization off the ice um to uh sustain some level of success so uh, one word on that amen yeah yeah <laughs> so we'll see we'll see um this is honestly the first year that i've ever heard of ucla hockey even making a dent in anything so um yeah so I'll, yeah, I'll first, be first time they ever made it to the m2 uh regionals well there you go there you go at well, least there you go they're making Making yeah. progress. Yeah, making progress. Okay. Yeah, and Oregon uh, Oregon had a decent little showing against uh, Stevens Skating Rebels over the weekend. At least uh, that Friday night score was an eye-opener. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, they lost a heartbreaker here to uh, keep them from advancing to uh, the next round. They uh, lost in overtime, I think, to Texas A&M. So, yeah. um, good stuff. I mean, they, they, they're running a nice program. I think they're going to fit right in with the, uh, the D1 level because they understand it. And by that, I mean they understand the professionalism, quote-unquote, that you need to have if you're going to be a D1 team. You need to dress and act and play uh, like a D1 hockey team. Yeah, I think their, uh, their big task next year is not going to be players and not going to be organization off the ice. It's going to be acquiring games. Finding people to play. Um, Amen. Yeah, I think they're going to have a tough time finding someone to travel to Oregon, so they could be road warriors next year. But that's uh, they, that's their problem and not ours. So, all right, uh, Scott, listen, you 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 already kind of tipped it a little bit. We're talking uh, nationals and nationals start up uh, in a couple of days on Thursday, live from the Centene Community Ice Center. You, Scott, you've been to the Centene Center. You were there at the uh, behest of the Lindenwood Lions when they played Air Force. 
in your mind or in your own words, describe the Centene, describe for people what they're going to get when they go to the Centene Community Ice Center. Uh, in a couple of words, all-encompassing. Everything that you could ask for in a hockey facility is there. Um, three ice sheets, I think, three or four. I can't even remember three or four. They have this outdoor venue, which is really cool. You have to just go see it uh, if you do nothing more. Um, the main rink where the uh, M1 teams be playing, and I'm using M1 now instead of D1. How about that? Um, <laughs> M1 teams will be playing. is fantastic. It's a beautiful facility um you know for watching hockey it's uh it's definitely going to be a home ice advantage for lindenwood there's no doubt in my mind about that um but but everybody that goes there is going to enjoy it there's not a bad seat i would encourage people if you want to see some great hockey to get out there and uh and watch it um and of course it's the practice facility of the st louis blues so you know everything is up to standards um i haven't seen anything like it chris to be honest with you i've seen uh, I guess the closest thing I would say to it is uh, in Anaheim where the Ducks practice facility is. They have four sheets, and they're all in a row. This is kind of set up in kind of a square or triangle, depending on how many. I can't remember if there's three or four rinks. I think there's three rinks yep. inside there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic facility, and uh, if you can get there, get there. And if you can't watch it on hockey TV, it's going to be broadcast exclusively Absolutely. On Hockey TV, and there's even a promo code out there, $5 off. Um, I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just trying to save people money. Uh, I don't care if you're watching or not, because I'll be there. Um, but uh, <laughs> I believe the uh, I believe the code is ACHA2022, and it'll knock $5 off your bill. So uh, if you can't make it there, uh, yeah, watch it on TV. Well, and uh, so, so you've been, let me ask this, Scott. You've been to the past few national championships, haven't you? Uh, the, the last one I was at um, was at uh, was last year. Oh, at Maryville. Prior to that, it, yeah, prior to that, it was probably uh, four or five years before I had hoped to go to Dallas. I, I thought that was a fantastic venue for uh, for the tournament as well. And then, of course, you guys canceled it on us. Eh, well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't know that was us as much as it was COVID, but uh, yeah, I, agree. I hear you. Okay, well, I was going to ask you uh, to compare and contrast if you've been to Frisco or Columbus, but um, well, so, I've been to Frisco yeah. for for uh, not ACHA, but the, the U.S. Uh, or the World IIHF World Juniors. There you go. Last year, what, so what? I've seen that. That's that's very nice too. But Centene's got them both beat. Really? Okay. All right. Well, good. I'm interested. I'm uh, interested to see it. I really enjoyed. I'm partial to Frisco, but uh, I know that Frisco beats Maryville. Maryville has a has a great facility. I'm not knocking it at all. It's just it's not what the Frisco folks have. Um, and uh, uh, but I'm if, w- based on that recommendation. I'm I'm really intrigued to see what Centene has to offer. So, hey, let's well, get I'll at let, one thing. Yeah. Let me tell you real quickly with Centene. One thing that you're going to love is when you pull in there. Uh, it's built on. Um, on the reservation land. So there's a huge casino that's a ways away, but uh, parking is just fantastic and getting in and out is fantastic. And, um, you know, they, the, with the blues being there, um, they did it up right. Let's put it that way. I think there's a hotel at that casino as well. Huge hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that's where but, the AC, but you're not in, you're not in inner city, uh, St. Louis or whatever. So, traffic i think getting in and out of there is going to be no problem whatsoever all right cool very cool yeah i, I think the ECHA is putting some of us some of us up over there at that hotel with the casino so i've already oh, moaned and groaned that. about making sure that i have a, <laughs> sm- a non-smoking room in a smoky casino so oh yeah for sure yeah yikes all right well hey let's get after it. do you have a bracket there i do let's do it let's do it let's get some prognostications from the uh, podcaster extraordinaire himself on thursday morning it's the uh well thursday is the 13 through 20 games and um i, I kind of you know jokingly call these guys the sacrificial lamb games because if they win on thursday yeah. they get to go play one through four on friday so that's kind of like a door prize congratulations right. on winning you get to get your tail kicked the next day <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, hey, Thursday morning, uh, starting us off early at 10 in the morning, it's the number 13 seed Pittsburgh Panthers. They are the regular season champions of that terrible Pittsburgh league. 
They take on the number 20 midshipmen from Navy. They're the uh, regular season champions of the terrible Philadelphia League. So it's, <laughs> and I, I say that, I joke, I shouldn't say that. It's the CHMA, College Hockey Mid-America, and ECHA, Eastern East Coast Hockey Association, I think is what it's called. So Pittsburgh Navy, what do you think is going to happen there? I think that's going to be a, a rather good game. I don't know if it's going to, I think the two teams are evenly matched. Um, I have to go with Pittsburgh, even though my heart says Navy. I'd love to see Navy move on, uh, at least get one more day out there. But um, I'm going Pittsburgh. You know, it's tough to root against Navy. I was mentioning this on another uh, on another podcast uh, or in a previous podcast with somebody else. You, you know, those Navy kids are special because they're doing something that I'll never do in my life. And that's, you know, put their lives, their bodies on the line to serve our country. And, um, so it's, you know, it's tough to root against them, but just simply because they're doing so much more in real life than I'll ever do. Um, but on the ice, yeah, I think they're going to get walloped by Pitt. So, all right. Hey, the next well, there's game, a, there's, a, there's a lot of push also to try to get Navy to go, uh, NCAA because, uh, you know, me, I cover air force pretty regularly out here and, yeah. um, I did the rivalry at the Air Force Army, and now Air Force and Army are playing this weekend in the first round of the Atlanta Hockey Conference, best of three. But uh, there's a lot of push to try to get Navy to become the, uh, the third service academy at NCAA. So I don't know how far away they are. I'm guessing a little farther than they want to be, but um, just don't be surprised if you see that in the next five, six years. Yeah, you know, there's there's been a lot of chatter about that, especially since they moved from uh, from where they used to play Dahlgren Hall over to uh, their new arena, McMullen Arena, which was, I, I, it's my understanding, that was donated by the owner of the New Jersey Devils and with the intention that that would um, help them uh, ease their way from club status all the way to, you know, NCAA varsity status. And it hasn't happened yet, so... I'm. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I just. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. So, Don't I think do that. There, Don't there, do that. there's a there's a lot there's a lot of teams out there, Scott, that are saying they're going to go NCAA, and it just doesn't happen. There are two of those <laughs> well, the teams. Beauty, there are two of those teams the, the in this beauty, field. Yeah, the beauty of it, Chris, is that uh, like I told this somebody when I first started this seven years ago, uh, if I asked an ACHA program if they were going to go after uh, Arizona State went. Um, are you going to go NCAA Division One? Uh, with gold, they would be like off the record. Let's let talk on a corner quietly so nobody hears us. Uh-huh. But now, but now, teams like Oregon, like Oregon's already set up a schedule where they're going to go around the state of Oregon and play games. Um, they're going to play up the Coliseum in Portland. They played outdoors in uh, Bend, I think. Um, so they're they're in the move, and it's all got to do with Greg Powers and AC and ASU's. Uh, success at ACHA D1 and then making the jump. And now everybody's watching the dollars, right? If if this proves to be something valuable at Arizona State, uh, look out. You might see some teams be more active. Well, well, yeah. Okay. All right. I I will agree with you on on the one thing. Watch the dollars because that's the big yes. driving thing. In order, to, in order to have success, you've got to have two things, I think. And success meaning in terms of making the jump. You have to have two things. First and foremost, you have to have money. And you have to have a lot of it. Millions of dollars. Not just, I mean, I think we've got to have double digit millions of dollars. And then the second thing is you have to have support from your university at the highest of levels. And if you don't have those two things, I think you're just spinning your wheels and blowing smoke up our skirt. So, um, And here's here's number three, and this is the Greg Powers... uh, formula you got to have the money you got to have school support and you must win at the level you're at there you go he, he he'll tell the coaches every one of them uh, and you know as well as i do that unlv is in that position right now is their their money is close uh they're getting school support and now they have to win and, and powers has told them straight up if you can't win at the ACHAD one level um you can't go ncaa so get that done first and uh, Riley Ward, Oregon, told me the same thing. Goes, that's our that's our roadmap. Um, we we got to win. Yeah, unfortunately for Oregon, I think that's a very long road for their map. Their map their map is one of those maps you see on TV that is more than arm's length. 
Um, yeah. It, other maps are shorter than than some, but their map is going to be extra long, I think. I uh, think you're probably right. Yeah, but hey, who knows? I've doubted them before, and they surprised me. So, uh, all right. Now, does this mean that when we go through the field here, I have to kind of snicker and laugh when we talk about teams that think that they're going NCAA? <laughs> all I'll right. Be my guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people will love us. You know, we've only gotten through one game. You say Pitt's going to take out Navy. The second game on Thursday yep. is number fourteen Maryville, your favorite uh, favorite team from the B conference. The Maryville Saints, number fourteen, um, they won the uh, uh, they won the regular season and the playoff for Midwest College Hockey. They're taking on the John Carroll. I think they're the Golden Flashes or the Golden Streaks, something golden. Um, and they're they're the number nineteen seed. John Carroll is the uh, CHMA playoff winner. So Maryville, a sponsor of your podcast or a former sponsor, maybe I don't know. Are they currently a sponsor or not? Uh, not they used to be the lead sponsor. We're still working on just making them a corporate partner. So. There you go. We're not done yet. They're not done. Okay, Maryville, uh, possibly a, a business partner with with Scott versus John Carroll, a non business partner with Scott. I think I know which way this one's going. <laughs> Maryville's going to beat them. Yeah, uh, and it, and it could be ugly to tell you the truth because oh, I hope so. Uh, what what John Hogan has done there in such a short period of time with COVID. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. It really is. The facility uh, to D1 to success. Uh, yeah, Maryville. All right. They're my pick. The next game on Thursday, it's uh, the number 15 seed, Ohio, the Bobcats, taking on the Purple Eagles of Niagara, the number 18 seed. Their Niagara comes to us from the they're the regular season champions of the NECHL based out of New York. I'm not going to rag on it. Um, see, I'm trying to get better. <laughs> Nice job. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, so uh, so there we go. 15, Ohio, 18, Niagara. And these two teams met earlier this year at Ohio. Niagara beat them in both games. Granted, one was in overtime, yeah. but Niagara has, has a 2-0 record against Ohio this year. Yeah, it's hard to win three. Um, <laughs> Ohio having a down year, I think, for them. They're not used to being at 15. They're used to being a top 10 team. So, um, yeah, and, and Niagara's proven they can do it. So, um, I'm still going with Ohio. Sorry, it's chalk on the first three. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, and then on the next one, remember, Scott, I'm just going to pre-warn you ahead of time. This is the WCHL podcast. Um, so we kind of favor the <laughs> oh, home teams. I love what I got to say. I <laughs> well, good, good, because it's the number 16 Arizona Wildcats, not to be confused with the Ice Cats. The uh, Wildcats out of Tucson, they're, t- they're the 16 seed. They're taking on number 17, Michigan Dearborn, out of the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. I just like saying that. How would you like, you know, instead of saying we're in the... Are you allowed to say that? I do, I do. Come on. I mean, versus the B Conference or Western Collegiate Hockey League, you've got Wolverine Hoosier. You have to work at saying that. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Wolverines from Michigan and Hoosiers from Indiana. That's a battle in itself. Everywhere except maybe ACHA hockey. I'm, I'm not saying they properly <laughs> named it. I just said it's a fun name to say. It's like uh, Francisco. Yeah, right. It's a fun name to say. So, okay, Arizona versus Dearborn, 16-17 in the nightcap on Thursday. Used for the nightcap. I think they play the nightcap every year. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, they're they're down this year. Chad will tell you that they've had injuries. They just haven't been able to put it all together. Uh, everybody knows the story there with, uh, with the ice um, availability. So um, that being said, Chad's from Michigan. Um, he told me the other night when I had him on the our podcast that uh, the uh, Michigan Dearborn tape has been running over and over on a loop in his office. He knows everything about them. He knows what they had for breakfast. He told me, um, <laughs> uh, he, here's the motivation. Um, will win because he needs to get a first round win. And he also wants to be at a Michigan school and, and prove that you can do it. Uh, and secondly, and probably the biggest one is who does he get to play? If he wins that first round match? Well, there you go. There you go. The booby prize, he's the door prize. The, he's going to play the Linden with lions. And if you want to think there's any coach in this league that is uh, more motivated to take on Lindenwood, 
It's the Arizona Wildcats. All right. Arizona wins it. I'm chalked for the first day. There you go. All right. Pitt, Maryville, Ohio, and Arizona are going to be the winners on uh, day one. Thank you for appearing, Navy, John Carroll, Niagara, and Dearborn. You can go home. And then uh, all those guys, congratulations. You win on Thursday. Now you get to play the big boys in uh on friday and on friday morning that starts nevada las vegas the number four seed takes on number 13 pit um i hate unlv playing in the morning again i just don't like it i think the time difference and stuff is way i mean that's a two-hour time difference for them so it's going to be like an eight fifteen in the morning start but they're just too good they're going to take care of Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from from some of the rumors I heard, they're used to kind of playing, you know, uh, early in the morning. morning. Yeah, they just stay up all night and just walk into the rink and go. (laughs) Oh, Uh, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) I know that's probably off off base, and that's from a few years ago before uh, before they got their act together. So, uh, anyways, hey, uh, game two is uh, number the number three seed Iowa State. They get to play number fourteen Maryville. And these two teams have already met a couple of times up in Ames. I believe Iowa State won both games, but one was a overtime, a shootout game. I uh, I like Iowa State. I think they're a really good program, but um, uh, I'm breaking from the chalk. Maryville's going to get them. Uh, you, can't, you can't beat them three times. I'm telling you, you're, uh, it's a tough thing. You're going with your with your former sponsor there. I see what this is. They're sucking up for a business deal. I like it. <laughs> Uh, so the nope, fu- I'm I'm going on I'm going on what I see it's uh, it's eyeballs that's why I started that podcast analytics and eyeballs so <laughs> I could tell everybody what I saw versus what the voters think oh boy oh boy uh, oh no there's there's a whole go, ball of wax pop the head pop the head <laughs> <laughs> I like it so the fighting fairmans get bounced by John Hogan and his uh, Maryville Saints yep. all right so the next that, game Chris yep. that that might be the uh, second best a day uh game of the tournament so far anyway really okay all right opening, opening type round if you will because i haven't gotten to the uh, third day yet <laughs> the third day is just heavyweight fights left and right oh yeah but before we get there we've got two more games to go we've got the number two seed minot state they're taking on the winner from thursday night number 15 ohio so you have minot versus ohio um Wyatt, just uh, stick to your game plan and you win by five. Yeah, yeah. Might not just. Might not state. Might not state yeah. just grinds people into they're, submission. They're a machine. They yeah. are a machine. Don't yeah. miss a beat. Now they got the school support, so uh, less less dealing with the off ice stuff and more dealing with on ice, and it's scary. Well, and then we get to the game that you uh, kind of uh, hinted at a little earlier, the the University of Arizona, the number 16 seed. You said they're chomping at the bit to get a hold of the number one Lindenwood. Well, here's their chance. The uh, Fighting Zombos uh, take on Chad Berman and his Arizona Wildcats. What do you think? Lindenwood, Arizona. Um, Lindenwood is too good of a team to uh, lose this tournament. I'm going to say that right now, but they will have a fight. Uh, with Arizona, and it will go right down to the very end. Um, I'm saying a one-goal game. I'm going to say three-two Lindenwood. Woo! He's even dropping scores. I like it. Three to two, Lindy. All right, very nice. So UNLV, Maryville, Minot, and Lindenwood. One upset out of the first eight games. Um, not bad. Not bad. Usually the way that I mean that's usually the way the first two days goes is. You know, uh, the, there's no upsets at all. So uh, you've got one, and that's uh, that'll be fun to watch. On Saturday, we start uh, the festivities off early in the morning. The Liberty Flames, number five, take on number 12, Illinois. The Fighting Illini versus the Flames. These two teams have already played once before at that Chicago Classic. And I believe Liberty beat them 6-3. to three. Liberty beat Illinois. Yeah, Liberty's going to win again. Um Sorry, Nick Fabrini. <laughs> I uh, I love your Illinois team, but they're not quite there yet. Uh, Kirk Andy just runs the top-notch program, and uh, tournament time is where they exceed, as you can tell by the fact that they're arriving, I think, Monday in the St. Louis area. Tuesday, they're going to play Maryville in uh, in a game, uh, prep, prep game, and then um, they're going to practice at Maryville, I think, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday waiting for that Saturday morning wake-up call. You know what that tells me? That tells me that school has way too much money. 
<laughs> uh, tells me they're they're okay burning cash, putting those kids up in St. Louis for a partner. week. They're a new partner with us. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, evidence, evidence, <laughs> exhibit number two that they have way too much cash. Oh, they're love the flame, love the flame. <laughs> they're all they're all about winning and professionalism, and they are a gold standard. Yeah, Kirk's a class. Uh, Kirk Andy is just a class act, and uh, he runs a, a pretty good little program there. I've always enjoyed Kirk and uh, Liberty. We'll see if they can. Uh, you know, they tend to underperform at nationals, but uh, by the same token, Illinois also tends to underperform when they play on a regulation sheet. They're great when they play on that gigantic pond down in uh, right. Yeah, yeah, at home. I don't know if it's in Champaign or Urbana or where the heck it is. I think it's Champaign. Um, I mean, I've been there. I just don't know what town I was in, but, uh, <laughs> they all run together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, well, I don't know. You're, it depends on what side of the railroad tracks you're on, right? If, are you in Champaign or are you in Urbana right now? I don't know. I don't care. Um, all I know is that on a 200 by 85, they have, uh, they tend to play not nearly as confident as they do on that big 120 by 210 sheet that they play on at home. So well, just crazy. Let me say this. Liberty's got a lot to prove. I think they're a little bit frustrated that they didn't get a, a buy and get in that top four. Although I told Kirk, I said, um, hey, don't spoil till Saturday. Think of the money you could have saved. And then he said, yeah, we'll go on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, I mean, winning cures everything. If they uh, didn't lose one of their last games or against Jamestown, they would have uh, might have been number three or four. Yeah. So. Hey, the next game on Saturday is uh, the number six Broncos from Central Oklahoma taking on number eleven Indiana Tech out of the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference. Indiana Tech is neither a Wolverine nor a Hoosier; they're a Warrior. Um, and this is the WCHL podcast. I must remind you. So, uh, UCO Indiana Tech six versus eleven. What do you think, there, Scott? Uh, no need to remind me. UCO is a fourth. They are a uh, train coming at you, and you better be ready because they also have not missed a meet, uh, a beat since they uh, changed coaches and brought in a player now as a coach, basically. With uh, oh, who am I thinking? Mike Rivera. Long time. Uh, yeah, Mike Rivera. But who am I thinking? Um, their their past coach that we had that had to retire with health reasons. Oh, Craig McAllister. Craig McAllister, well, how could I forget that? Yeah. Uh, he set up that program, as you know, very, very well. And uh, Michael's just continued it. Um, we'll have Michael on the podcast on Wednesday and uh, get his thoughts. But, yeah, Central Oklahoma is going to roll. There we go. And I like I like Indiana Tech. They're a good team. Uh, Frank does a great job with them. But uh, UCO is just a force. All right, so uh, continuing on with uh, reminding that we're the WCHL podcast, the next game involves <laughs> the defending national champion, the number seven Adrian Bulldogs, which is kind of a surprise to see them ranked uh, at number seven, but they're taking on from the Western Collegiate Hockey League, the number 10 Missouri State Ice Bears. And the, this is a return uh, from two years ago, no, three years ago in Frisco, uh, Adrian and my, Missouri State played an incredible game. And it went down to the wire. I believe Adrian scored within the last three minutes of the game to take a one to nothing game. So these two teams have some history, a little bit of history at least at nationals. What do you think, Adrian Mo State? Remember when I said uh, that was the second best game a little while ago? Uh huh. This is going to be this is going to be the best game of uh, the quote unquote opening round. Um, this one will go overtime, maybe two overtimes. Um, Adrian's down. It's not the same roster that they had last year when they won the, the national championship as by their number seven seed. But you never bet against Gary Astolis, except today I'm going to do it. I'm going with uh, Jeremy Law and, and Cliff Cook and the uh, Missouri State Ice Bears. There you go. I like it so far. I like it so far. A lot of, a lot of Western League teams winning. I like that. Hey, and then the final game on Saturday, it's the 8-9 matchup. The Seawolves from Stony Brook and Coach Garofalo taking on Dean Stork and his Jimmies from Jamestown. They're the number nine seed. So we have eight Stony Brook versus nine Jamestown. Um, Stony Brook is, is ranked a little bit higher. I mean, lower than they should be. They should be, to me, they should be a six. Um, and Jamestown should probably be a twelve. So Stony Brook wins. 
All right. The wild thing with uh, with that is Jamestown has a record of, I think their D1 record, if I remember right, is 10 wins, 11 losses, and 5 ties. And that's simply, and, and that was before this uh, before this past week when they played Minot. You know, I think they played Minot like every day this past week. So they already had 100 games against Minot. Now I think they have 107. So everybody uh, check the injury report at Jamestown. Yeah, I probably probably need to. Uh, oh, you play might not that many times. Man. Yeah. All right. So Liberty, UCO, Missouri State, and Stony Brook. So two upsets uh, on the Friday Saturday field, and that means on Sunday morning at ten fifteen in the morning, we're playing Nevada Las Vegas. The number four seed will take on number five Liberty, and these teams have already played three times so far this season. This will be game number four. This is a rematch, and this one's going to be a battle. Another two overtime game is my prediction. Oh, please, no. Because there is so much parity, Chris, uh, in this lineup, especially the uh, top, what, um, I would say the top 10. Uh, The parity is unbelievable. So I'm going, I'm going to go with UNLV because they're on a mission. And I think Liberty is going to be a very tough opponent for them. But uh, I say UNLV in two overtimes. Oh, boy. That will throw the rest of the day off if we go to two overtimes. But uh, it'll be a <laughs> hell of a game. That's going to happen. Oh, yeah. That's well, going to happen. It just, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I was telling somebody else that the worst thing that could ever happen is an overtime game on the last game of the day. Because it's all, we're already tired. We're already there. Yeah. It starts at 8 o'clock. And now we're going to overtime. It's 11 or midnight. Oh, my God. So, okay. UNLV takes down Liberty. That will be the third win in four tries this season. So, uh, okay. Skating Rebels. Game number two, we'll see um, the number six Central Oklahoma Broncos taking on from the B Conference, number 14, Maryville. You know, I'm the commissioner of both of these conferences, so officially I can't show any favoritism. Um, but, and, but you can. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not showing favoritism. I'm showing uh, just uh, a better team. And Central Oklahoma is is just. I mean, they're just going to be brutal. It'll be a good game. It'll be, a, but it'll be a two goal game. UCO wins at five three. Okay. Oh man, dropping scores. I love this overtimes and scores. We we're getting so much more. This is why you are the king of the ACHA <laughs> podcast. I love it. All the facts. Hey, uh, being bold. <laughs> being bold. <laughs> the uh, the the next game on on Sunday, the next quarterfinal, we'll see number two Minot State taking on number ten Missouri State. A winner. They've already defeated the defending national champion. You said so. This would be Minot State taking on Missouri State. Minot State won the championship two years ago, or three years ago, I guess, in Frisco. Not counting the the COVID year. So Beavers um, and Ice Bears. Ice Bears are going to need everything that they have. Uh, I think they come up a goal short. I Uh-oh. think it's. Uh, I think there's a few goals. I think it's going to be a six-five, but I think Minot State wins it. Six-five, man, dropping scores. I love it. All right, so Minot moves on, and then in the last quarterfinal, we have number one Lindenwood taking on the Sea Wolves from Stony Brook, the number eight seed, one versus eight Lions Sea Wolves. Coach Zombo versus Coach Garofalo. Oh, Lindenwood's too tough this year. They're just way too tough. Mm. Lindenwood's going to win it. It's going to be a three-goal game. There you um, go. Three goals. <laughs> you want, I, I say it's 6-3. Wow. All right, dropping. I love this. Facts we're getting. Facts and prognostications. Now, remember, these are for uh, these are for entertainment purposes only. Please, no wagering, okay? Like the Letterman <laughs> Show used to say. Don't take this to the to the sports book or anything. This is just for fun. Uh, okay. All right. On Monday night, that for your semifinals, remember we reseed, and the top yep. top seed plays the lowest seed. So uh, game one will be the number one Lindenwood Lions taking on number six Central Oklahoma. This will be the game of the tournament. Ooh. I know I said there was one before, but this one will be the game when they match up because uh, these are two teams that are very very evenly matched. Um, I love you, Michael Rivera. But uh, playing Zombo at home, got to give the edge to Zombo. Right. It's going to be a one-goal game. It's going to be a 3-2, but 
but Zombo wins it. Lindenwood moves on to the finals, and the next semifinal game on Monday evening, we'll see number two, Minot, taking on number four, UNLV. So here we go, a huge matchup. These two teams have already played once before, also in the Chicago Classic, and UNLV uh, got a 2-1 to one win over Minot in Chicago back in October. Yeah, you uh, you sitting down or are you standing up? No, I'm sitting down. Always sitting down. Okay. You know me. You've seen right. me. I, good. I don't good. exercise at all. <laughs> standing up, what's that? Good, good, because uh, UNLV is making it to the championship. Whoa, look at you. Hey, is this Scott Strander? Am I talking to Stephen Marsh here? Who's who's on the other end of the line here? All right, so you have Minot being uh, outed by the Skating Rebels. So that gives us a championship game, Scott, of number one, Lindenwood, versus number four, UNLV. Yeah. Can I tell you what this is? It's a matchup <laughs> of uh, teams that want to be Division One uh, opponents in the next year or two. Is this, is this um, the point where I snicker? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. the snicker out. Okay. Um, In- insert eye roll here. Okay. Please continue. Exactly. Um, uh, it's going to be a fantastic hockey game. This is going to be your first. Has there ever been a triple overtime championship game? I don't believe so. This is it. It's Tri- going to go right down to the very end. And uh, sorry, Nick. Sorry, Anthony. But. Lindenwood is on a mission to win at home and hopefully propel themselves to an NCAA status. Lindenwood wins it at home. There you go. Okay, in triple overtime fashion, Lindenwood takes the... Uh, hey, you want the score too or not? Sock it to me. 4-3 in triple overtime. 4-3 and three OTs. Well, that would definitely be a classic. I don't know that... Uh, I don't know that we've. I'll have to ask uh, Commissioner Brian Moran. He'll know off the top of his head if we've had an overtime game in the final. Uh, but uh, yeah, interesting. All right, so well, number one, I'm Lindenwood. Either, I'm either going to be right on, or I'm going to be so far off that uh, uh, I'll fall <laughs> off the world. But either way, uh, what's going to happen is I, I feel this way because when I'm there on Tuesday night to see that championship game, I have to go from there to Minnesota for the. Uh, NCAA, NCHC frozen face-off. Yeah. And I know I know it's going to make it difficult on me. It's going to keep me up all night, and I'm going to have to work Wednesday to try to get everything done before I head to, uh, to St. Paul. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's a triple overtime. It's written in the stars, Chris. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm telling you what. Now, that would, that would be a fun game to watch. Um, I always love the overtimes, uh, except when I'm there, and I'm actually having to... You know, <laughs> deal with uh you know running the games and doing whatever it is that we do i I don't think i have to do that this year so uh, that's good news no banners no uh stuff on the doors downstairs i don't have to worry about that so nice yeah i think i'm just gonna get to sit around and uh do a whole lot of nothing have a better place to sit around uh it's beautiful good so uh, just take take your uh your comfort to uh a new level is it is it a cold arena no no really and it's very open. The the big bowl, the the, the Lindenwood rink, they call it, um, is a USA rink, is uh, yeah, very big and open. Big walk around area all the way around the top. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Does it have like a secluded place, uh, like a like a box or something, just for the commissioner to sit in, so that he doesn't have to mingle with uh, the general masses? Uh, hold on a minute. I've got a call coming in from uh, from Zombo. Uh, yeah, they're building. They're building that right now. He said he'll have it ready. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. If it's Rick building it for me, I know exactly where it'll be. It'll be outside with that at that new rink. Oh, geez. Well, hopefully it'll be a, it'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to getting up there. I hope it's not like uh, Oceanside Arena, the coldest rink in all of the ACHA. And uh, I'm I'm excited. So comfortable, you won't know what to do. Good. Well, hey, maybe I'll get out the uh, you know the the suntan lotion, and uh, I'll just sit there, put it on my nose, and uh, hope that I it'd be just nice and comfy. But you have Lindenwood Convention Bureau can send it all back to me. Everything they want to send me, I'm just pumping you up. There you go. Convention Bureau. That's awesome. (laughs) Lindenwood's going to take it out on home ice, says Scott, and uh, very, very nice. Either way, I mean, you have a one, two, four, and a six. That's a hell of a uh, that's a hell of a final four. And as you said, the top ten, you know, anybody can win this thing. 
and it's uh it's a pretty good little deal we had some people on and they said you know lindenwood can be beaten um they haven't shown it yet but uh who knows maybe four games in uh, five days will a chink in the armor will appear yeah well those people have uh, a lot more beliefs that i have because i don't think they can be beaten <laughs> i don't think they, they're gonna play some close games but I watched them play Colorado College, and and I thought they were horrible against an NCAA team. But I think that really that really toughened them up, and I think it made every other opponent that they faced so far this year look like um, not much. Right. Uh, but anyway, that, that's my thought. All right. Well, very good. Um, let's uh, before before I let you go, Scott. I have to ask um, how many. Well, you've already said it. You've already said we're going to have three, at least three overtime games here. But uh, I want to know, do you think at the Centene Community Ice Center, um, what is the over-under for the number of Emo's pizzas that will be uh, delivered to me at the uh, Centene Community Ice Center through the time that I'm there? Oh, man. How many days are you going to be there? Uh, I could be there the whole duration. You never know. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to say seven. <laughs> Somebody was asking earlier if we're going to have a hospitality room. Are you and taking I, the under? I'll take the, the under. under. Trust. I'll, I'll take the <laughs> under for that one. <laughs> I like I like emos, but I don't know that I could do seven in seven days. <laughs> Although you look at me, you never know. I could probably do seven in one. Um, but some, someone was asking me if we're going to have a hospitality room there, and I'm like, dude, I, I it's not my show to run anymore, so uh, I have no clue. And if not. Uh, DoorDash and Grubhub and all that stuff still work, so uh, we'll figure it out. They got a great concession there too, so there that, you go. that won't be an issue. All right, that won't be an issue. All right, and now you're also you're going to be there. It sounds like you're going to be there to uh, cover not only just men's one, but you'll also get to see some of the other action on the other uh, rinks. I know men's three will be going on at the same time, and I believe women's one is going on around the same time as well. Yeah, that's that's my hope. Um, I had a little monkey wrench, and I'm breaking this news on your show. Uh-oh. Uh, a little monkey wrench thrown in health-wise on Friday, so I'm uh, dealing with some issues, non-COVID-related, nothing that's uh, going to kill me, um, but it's made me very, very uncomfortable. So um, hope, hopefully I will be geared up. Um, Steven's chomping at the bit. As a matter of fact, after our podcast tonight, we're having a uh, set up to figure out what we're doing, but we're going to do a live podcast from somewhere, um, 9 p.m. Mountain Time, so 10 p.m. Uh, every single night of the tournament, and giving you our opinions. Will Will Stephen be there live and in, live and in person, or is he going to just watch from his uh, Las Vegas uh, the, the skating no, he, rebels room? He he wants to be there, so it's going to be a matter of whether I can get there on time or not. Uh, I, I will definitely, I will tell you this for sure, I will definitely be there for the Final Four. Um, but based on the uh, the treatment things that I'm going through right now, if I'm able to get uh, healthy enough to make the trip to St. Louis earlier, I will be there earlier because right. you know me, I love this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you like to be right in the mix of things. I was... Uh, Looking forward to watching you try to wrangle uh, ACHA Division One Commissioner Brian Moran again for a video interview. He's kind of like the the great white whale. Um, oh yeah, he was tough last year. Yeah, he was really tough. I had to wait till the very last interview I did after the championship game, the last interview of the championship game. But yeah, Brian's Brian's a great guy. I was impressed that you he got him, just and doesn't I, want to talk. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> That's 365 days out of the year, so uh, nothing's changed there. Very good. Well, hey, we hope that the health issues, uh, uh, whatever they are, and don't want to pry, but we hope that they're uh, that they resolve themselves fairly quickly. That you're able to get to St. Louis on a uh, in a timely manner, so you can see more than just the final four. Because four games in four days, starting on Thursday, is a lot of fun to watch. And, um, but if you can get there, great. If you can't, we, I'm sure you can watch it on hockey TV. Oh, I will have it on hockey TV for certain. I'll probably have it on hockey TV even if I'm there. <laughs> there, you, there you go. You never know. And you know me. I go to, I go to games, Chris. I have four things going on at one time. I've got the game in front of me and three other games. Um, like when I'm doing an NCAA game, I've got NCHC.TV and uh, they have quad, uh, screens. 
so you can put up all four games at one time. Wow, that's big time. <laughs> that's that's what we'll aspire to in the Western Collegiate League. Uh, that's good. It, if it's only good their stuff. commissioner would get his act together. <laughs> that guy, he's a joke. Yeah. I'll he's, have a talk with him. How about that? Please, please. Hey, if you don't like these, uh, if you don't like the, these uh, Scott's predictions or any of the other predictions you've heard on the uh, ACHA Men's Division One Twitter, there's a nice little Google contest where you can. Um, submit your own picks and who knows submit your own picks if you're in the top three or four you might even win a prize so uh, Scott if you haven't done it yet submit your uh, submit your picks in there and uh, you know we'll see your confidence level as to whether you still go with Lindenwood all the way um, in triple <laughs> overtime but uh, yeah, you can win a cheesy prize. I the the fellow that nice. the fellow that put that together. He's a great. Uh, is a, he's an Arizona Ice Cats or an Arizona Wildcats hockey fan, I should say. Um, right. And he's a great friend of uh, of the podcast and of the ACHA Men's Division One. And um, yeah, and that'll I th- be me. No, 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 definitely not. Come on. <laughs> Come on, we're talking a Google. We're talking a Google sheet with some with some analytics. It is definitely not memes. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I think I think my buddy I think my buddy that did this will get a kick that you're thinking it's Justin. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. I you know I don't I don't know if memes will uh, know the know how to he'll, he'll probably go to St Louis uh, uh, Illinois looking for the contest, not St Louis Missouri. Jeez. What a deal. What a deal. Uh, All right. Well, uh, anyways, check out that Google contest, and you might even win a prize. I happen to know um, the guy who will be sending the prizes, so that's that'll be fun. And uh, so if you can't watch it on Hockey TV and you can't be there live and in person, follow the uh, all the action on ACHA Men's D1, the Twitter. That's at ACHA Men's D1. And then, Scott, before we let you go here, uh, why don't you one more time let everybody know where they can listen to the quad pod of college hockey podcasts, especially if you're going to be doing some live and in-person daily recaps from St. Louis. Yeah, you can get there at ITHSW podcast. Make sure you do all one word, because if you don't, you'll struggle to find it. But once you find it, just sort through about, oh, I don't know, 2000 podcasts that we've done and, uh, <laughs> and you'll find it, but. Yeah, we'll put a schedule out uh, probably tomorrow, which will give you the uh, the times that we'll be doing the live podcast. And we hope that people will interact and let us know um, just how stupid my predictions were. Wow, wow! You might want to go even a little later. You're trying. You what time do you say you're trying to do nine o'clock Mountain? Yeah, not yeah. So ten o'clock Central. Yeah, games will still be going on. Yeah, you might want to go. Um, that- we might have to go later then. Maybe it's got to be 10 o'clock mountain. There you go. 10 o'clock mountain. Cause that'll be 11 o'clock and uh, that'll give you time to get back to your place and uh, assess the, the day's events properly. <laughs> so well, very good. Well, Scott, Hey, I uh, hope all goes well in terms of uh, whatever it is that you're, uh, that you just found out about on Friday, because I look forward to seeing you at the uh, Centene community ice center. I want you to, you maybe you'll can, you can give me the grand tour and tell me where they're hiding the emos pizza. And, okay, I will be happy to. Yeah, and then uh, and we just uh, look forward to seeing you there and appreciate you being on the podcast. Hang on for a second. I'm going to hit a button, play some cheesy music, and we're going to get out of here. In the meantime, everybody else, thank you for listening to this terrible edition of the WCHL podcast. Go listen to Scott's podcast. They're so much better than this one. Um, and uh, once again, we want to thank Scott Strandy for being on the podcast, and we look thank you for listening, and we look forward to talking to people in a couple of days, hopefully from St. Louis. Take care.